I don't want to talk over this. I hate to have to talk over this. This is so good. Uh, yes, uh, that uh, is the showstopper song from Jagged Little Pill, which is playing at the Princess of Wales Theater right now. I saw it the other night, and uh, m- what an intense, marvelous display of talent on stage. And I am so thrilled to welcome uh, to the radio this morning Jade McLeod. Jade sings the showstopper song, You Ought to Know. And she plays a character named Joe in this show, and Jade joins us now. Jade, I am so thrilled that you could join us because, after all, uh, you do have to work later today, do you not? I sure do, but I'm happy to be here. Okay, terrific. Tell me about the character you play, Joe. Sure, yeah. And, and just before we get started, so you know, I do use they, them pronouns, uh, and so does Joe, which is so great. Um, they're this non-binary character, um, Frankie's best friend with benefits as Alanis Morissette would put it. Um, and yeah, you get, you know, along with this, this beautiful story about this American family, you also get this kind of side story about this young love blossoming and developing and going through its messy face. And did you want to play Joe in this play because you feel you have so much in common with Joe? I do. I mean, it's not every day that we get that kind of representation on the stage. So, um, you know, to be able to step into that was, was such a treat. And also just to get to be like, get to use every, you know, trick in my bag. Like I get to be funny. I get to sing some rock music. It's great. You do. You're all over the place. How many shows a week are you doing? We're doing eight. It's a real, it's a real boy schedule. Oh my goodness. So, the, so what day do you do two shows? Uh, today. You're doing two shows today. Two shows today. You yeah. should, you shouldn't be talking to me on the radio. You should be resting. No, I'm happy to be here. It's good. <laughs> okay. You, as we indicated, you, you sing the big showstopper, You Ought to Know, which even you know those people who don't know Alanis Morissette's music necessarily all that well, they know that song. Tell me why you think that song became such a mega hit nearly 30 years ago. I think it's just so honest and, and visceral and, um, you know, it's like lightning, right? It, it clearly just kind of came out of her from this really deep emotional place. Um, and the fact that she was brave enough to like go there um, and also then share it with the world um, is rare. It's, it's, it's not something that happens every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I want to find out from you as well. I mean, it, I, I, what I did when I went into the theater and I bet I wasn't the only one is I grabbed the program. I opened it to the list of songs because the first thing, of course, I want to find out is when is that song coming up in the show? Cause I want to be ready for it. And you find out it's sort of midway through the second half. And I, 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 I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but I, but I need to know how much pressure do you feel show after show after show to absolutely nail that song? Because you know, everybody's waiting for it. I mean, I don't take it lightly. That's for sure. I, we we do make you wait for it. I mean, which is which is smart, I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely. Most of the time, it's just it's mostly I have a good time with it. It's very fun to to know that that people are waiting and that I get to be the one to to deliver. It's fun. Has Alanis Morissette seen you perform that song? She has a couple times now. And so. was that nerve wracking for you? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, she's, you know, it's her baby. It's like I get to babysit her her favorite child. Um, and I'm like, I hope I've been doing a good job. And she, you know, she was supportive, of course. Well, that's the thing I, I also wonder. Do you ask her for advice on, you know, do I hit this note like this or do I hit it like that? Or what kinds of things would you ask her for advice on? 
You know, it was less about that. She did say to me, and I've kept this with me, um, she told me that I need to trust that the audience is in the palm of my hand from the minute I start singing that lyric. And she was so right. I mean, of course she is. Um, (laughs) I can confirm for you. Well, I should ask you. I mean, can you feel it? Can you feel the audience's reaction as you are singing the song? Yeah, and I think since she said that, I've been more aware of it. Um, you know, as soon as I as soon as I hit that first line, it's like you feel the whole room kind of tense up and go, "Uh oh, here we go." Because I've talked to professional athletes, for example, who say they literally can can just black out the crowd. Right? They don't hear the cheers if they're in the middle of a game and they're really in the zone. They don't hear the applause. They don't hear the cat calls. They don't hear any of that because they're so in the zone. Could you, I mean, when I saw it, people started cheering midway through the song. They didn't wait to the end. Do you sense that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the difference between, you know, maybe maybe what what they're doing and what we're doing is um, for us, it's so much about the relationship between our storytelling and what the audience is feeling. Um, it's this beautiful energy exchange. It's why we do it live, you know, as opposed to uh, in film and TV. So um, that's, that's the best part is to know that like they are feeling it right along with me. And that means that I'm doing my job and they're doing their job. If they're also, you know, investing in me the way I want them to. Okay. I'm going to do the math here. Cause you do eight shows a week and you're doing this play for, what are you doing? Five weeks or something like that? Correct, yeah. Okay, so you're going to sing this song a lot over the next right. over the next five weeks. And I wonder if there's a little part of you that is worried that it's going to become old hat by the time you get to those last few shows. Well, I'll tell you a secret. It's been, I think, 350 now. Oh, my goodness. Right, and it has yet to get old. It, it hits me just as hard every single time, so I'm not so worried about that. I remember they asked Tony, somebody asked Tony Bennett once, do you ever get tired of singing I Left My Heart in San Francisco? And his answer was, do you get tired of making love? Because it's the same thing. So so you don't find any 300 plus times, my goodness, you've not found any difficulty yet immersing yourself in the song and absolutely bringing it every single time. No, it's it's new every time and it's it's magical every time because it's, it's less about me and it's about, you know, the journey I get to take other people on mm-hmm. as corny as that might sound. It's, you know, so it's a different audience every time. It's, it's a different experience every time. What happens when you get a sore throat, Jade? Um, I don't know. I don't really get a sore throat. Oh, are you lucky? <laughs> You're bionic. <laughs> That's terrific. You are really lucky in that regard. Listen, I know you are, you are a, a strong and proud advocate for LGBTQ plus rights. Right. And I wonder, look, you and I haven't done a pre-interview here, and we haven't set anything up here. So um, uh, can I ask you a political question? Do you mind if I do that this morning? Go for it. Okay, because the province of Saskatchewan just passed a law that restricts young people under the age of 16 from changing their pronouns, as you have done, uh, in school without parental consent. And not only that, they use the notwithstanding clause of the Constitution to set aside civil rights in order to bring that law in. I'm wondering what you think about that. We were actually just in Saskatchewan um, while this was all going on, which was interesting. I think there is a lot going on between Canada and America um, in our politics that is telling young people that it's not okay for them to figure out who they are um, and that their instincts are wrong. 
or their intuition is wrong and that they are not allowed to have that freedom. Um, and what I've learned over the course of this show and over the course of my life, honestly, um, is that having that freedom to figure things out is, I think, the most important thing that any person on this earth can have, whether it be about, you know, how they want to express their gender or sexuality or just how they want to live their life. We need to be allowed to, to figure things out and be given a safe space to do that and to be ourselves. So for me, if you're listening and you are on a gender journey and someone is telling you that you're not you shouldn't be who you are or that you, you are wrong for thinking you should be allowed to express yourself in a certain way. They're wrong. They're the people that are scared of, of you and they don't need to be. You know, you could have punted on that last question and you didn't because uh, you're gutsy. And I really want to uh, express my thanks to you, uh, not only for your performance in the show, which is just, I mean, you're a 10 out of 10, uh, but for getting up early on a Saturday morning when, oh my goodness, you've got two shows to do today. Jade McLeod, uh, you're a superstar. Thank you so much for joining me on the radio. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. Not at all. It's a pleasure. And you can see Jade and her colleagues on stage at the Princess of Wales Theater. The show started, I think, a couple of nights ago. Uh, Jagged Little Pill, uh, it is worth your time. It is intense. You will obviously love the music. It's Alanis Morissette. And uh, yeah, all I can say is wow.